Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings everyone and a very warm welcome to yet another episode of the Weekly Beat. Uh, my name is Maggie Mutesi and I am joining you from Dakar. Super excited because uh, we haven't had one of us for a very long time, but I have to say today we have Arnold Segawa back with us. Arnold, it's so good to, to have you back uh, on this podcast. You can tell from my excitement. What's up? <laughs> I'm good, Maggie. How, how are you doing today? Good to be back. Uh, good to hear your voice too. And, uh, yeah, good to be part of uh, the Weekly Beat as always. Uh, I know a lot of people have been asking for a very long time, where's the guy with big boys? Where's Arnold? But anyway, it's always good to have you. And Arnold is joining us from the U.S. Uh, what a sad story, Arnold, just uh, the other day of the shooting. And I was watching a video of um, a 13-year-old a U.S. kid who was filmed for about a few hours within town. He was actually not allowed to buy, this was secret filming, this guy was not allowed to buy any alcohol, he wasn't allowed to buy um, any lottery tickets, but when the camera crew followed him to buy guns, he was able to buy a gun in less than five minutes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really quite tragic um, and, and it, it, has, uh, it leaves a lot of questions to be answered on the regulation side, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of questions are now going towards uh, uh, the, the Texas uh, governor, Greg Abbott, uh, away from him, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell, who is uh, the minority leader, uh, you know, uh, in the House for uh, the, 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 the Republicans, you know, so a lot of uh, questions. Um, I don't know if you're a big basketball fan, uh, Steve Kerr, yeah. the, 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 the Golden State Warriors coach, you know, he, uh, he it was a post-game conference and he just broke down and he said, you know, we're not going to talk about basketball. Hmm. And, and he was agitated by the fact that uh, there's legislation, you know, like uh, HR8, you know, which will have a uh, grander and more widespreading regulation. That's if, of course, the bill is passed. Hmm. So, so yeah, questions like that. But this has been, it has been on the floor twice and uh, none of the Republican senators actually voted on it. And uh, it's, it's quite sad. Because, you know, the, 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 the law right now, the, the bill that was passed, like, in, I think it's 1993, it does not address issues like online uh, gun sales. Mm. You know, you, you need to patch up some of these laws, which it's uh, expected, you know, if a law is drafted in 1990s, mm. when, you know, there was no Amazon uh, and, or eBay, for that matter, it, it kind of has to evolve, you know, so, so... It's it's tragic. It's tragic, and I hope um, now is the time for uh, uh, everyone uh, to act, regardless of uh, red or uh, blue. So, so it was really a tragic day. What a sad state of uh, events that really happened. Honestly, uh, when you think about it far away, it's just like okay, this is happening in one of the most civilized, you know, perceived civilized countries in the world. Um, I like that you made the save and said perceived because uh, civilization <laughs> is. Uh, it uh, it comes down to uh, interpretation of uh, civility, and uh, if uh, if you're to go there, then uh, I think the Egyptians might beat us to it. Mm. Uh, the people who occupied what was Mesopotamia, you know, or the the ruins of uh, Sumeria. So, <laughs> yeah, and we've missed your your subtle savage. <laughs> 
humor. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and you're joining us from Washington DC. Which brings, I'm in Virginia. I'm ah, in Virginia. Just a, a few of us don't throw away from DC. Which not brings us to, to actually the topic we're, we're just about to talk now, since you're just not far away from uh, the World Bank, mm. which has come out to say that the war in Ukraine might actually trigger a global recession. Um, I think when Malpas was speaking just uh, the other week, he also mentioned that, you know, this was his statement. As we look at the global GDP, it's hard right now to see how we avoid a recession. But he gave no specific forecast or anything. He just said, you know, this could actually trigger a global recession. And then I've been following events, even, you know, Putin just as early as uh, this morning coming out to say um, the West really needs to stop supplying uh, weapons to Ukraine. He doesn't seem like he's ready to give up. Mm-hmm. And then you, you see all of these things. And this is where I'm so happy to have you on the show, because then I'm like, OK, a statement like this that you know we might have a, we might go into a recession we just had one of the worst you know economic depressions uh, because of covid something like this what does it mean arnold it's it's quite interesting that uh, we're talking about this i mean uh, that the world bank is is no stranger to controversy in the past mm. uh, but but you know just just going with the just the figures uh, we're looking at uh, according to the forecasts uh, they they just cut the global growth forecast from four point one percent to uh, three point two percent, and and that is a massive figure, you know, a, a huge uh, percentage point in uh, aggregate GDP growth. That means something, and uh, this this has you you know asking what are they citing for this particular revision in forecasts, and uh, one of them is inflation. Um, I'm sure you read the third opinion. One thing that's hardly ever talked about Ukraine is it is called or dubbed the the, the breadbasket of Europe. Mm. No one ever says that. You know, what? the way how uh, Switzerland is the pearl of Europe or Uganda is the pearl of Africa, yeah. you know, such um, uh, uh, statements that are made. Uh, this is actually the breadbasket. And mm. uh, a lot of the wheat on the global market, um, or at least feeding, sorry, uh, months of uh, Europe is act- actually comes from uh, um, from from Ukraine. Mm. Um, so, as you remember, um, food prices have a huge impact on on inflation figures. Absolutely. So you see where I'm going with this. If wheat actually goes, uh, if if um, if production of wheat is cut due to an invasion or a war, depending on where you sit and what you want to call it. Uh, that means production is going to, uh, uh, sorry, supply is going to diminish. And when the supply diminishes, uh, prices are definitely going to climb. Mm. And from there, we see the inevitable happening. And uh, that's the inflationary pressure that we're seeing in uh, certain parts. Now, there was some sort of reprieve, uh, I think it was April, when India said that uh, they might try to revise their production or increase production, sorry, export and uh, feed, sorry, export more uh, wheat to um, uh, the global market. And then they revised that. They said, no, we're not going to do that. So, So basically... Um, we're already seeing the repercussion of this if we're to bring it back to, to the African continent. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the repercussions of this in uh, Egypt. 
Uh, there was a bread riot just the other day. Um, <laughs> and as it turns <laughs> out, uh, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, their biggest export, uh, exporter of wheat to Egypt is, uh, Russia and Ukraine. I stand corrected on this, but not by my reading, those are the two that stand out. Mm. And, uh, those same two are actually, uh, involved in a fight. So, uh, you, you can see how this is having uh, a broad uh, repercussion. The same is happening in Iran mm. uh, in terms of bread prices. So, uh, it comes as no surprise that this uh, percentage point is actually being factored in by Malpass. Quite interesting, you know, uh, gives, gives at least the context of uh, what we're looking at globally. I think one of the, 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 the things he mentioned was also that developing countries were being hit even harder uh, given the shortfalls of fertilizer and foodstocks and energy supplies. So obviously I would understand the energy supplies. Um, but I've, I have failed to wrap my head around the fact that, you know, we're importing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, foodstocks from Ukraine. I know this is not something you, I, anyone would have thought. And I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, going with what I've read on the internet. So there's there's some economies that uh, make a huge buzz and uh, make a grand entrances when they're at uh, the World Economic Forum, and there's others that uh, do not make a lot of noise, but uh, you do feel an, an impact when when they sneeze, you know. Mm. And that's what we're seeing right now, because uh, as, as it turns out right now, it's very clear for everyone to see that uh, you know. The, 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 the likes of Ukraine are having repercussions across the table. Mm. And yes, we knew Russia uh, in terms of its uh, supplies for natural gas. And uh, it, it's going to get very worrying if uh, this persists till uh, winter because uh, most parts of Europe actually do depend on this natural gas for heating. Mm. And uh, we've heard uh, propositions being made by Moscow uh, on uh, uh, natural gas actually payments being made in rubles. Now, this is really twisting an arm, depending on who you ask, mm. because if the Central Bank of Russia is under sanctions, yes, and then they're making it very clear that we only want receipts to be made in our currency, which is the ruble, where are you going to find the ruble? I know. <laughs> Definitely, that then creates a circle of sorts because whatever sanctions you held, mm. you now have to find a way to get the rubles by the same central bank that you actually sanctioned. So it's a, it's really one to watch, and uh, it's 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 a real tough one to call. I just pray it's uh, one of those that is uh, solved with an amicable in an amicable manner in the shortest time possible. I know there's so much to unpack with this uh, making Russia make sense for global economics, but I think uh, as the war continues, there's really, um, it's going to be a big shift. But as we, we wind up, because we're running out of time, you know how short it is usually with a weekly beat. I can't let you go without having you talk to us about about Africa, Arnold. <laughs> um, I mean, the question here is how do we brace ourselves uh, you know, uh, I think we get so much excited. I was following the World Economic Forum the other day, 
and people are still getting excited about the AFCFTA. Not that I've lost hope, really. But I don't see it uh, in the mix as much like I used to probably two years ago. Maybe it's the same sentiments you have. Uh, but I, I think it, that's where the question comes in, in terms of um, uh, how do we brace ourselves? Where do we go from here? And you know, what does the future really look for us as a continent in terms of our economies, in terms of bouncing back, in terms of recovery? How do we mitigate this? Preparedness is very important. I don't even know if this is something our economies are preparing for, but you know, maybe just we close this. this is something I could I could just put across to you. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Th- th- thanks for that. Uh, I, th- I think just practicality um, is uh, is something that uh, has evaded many uh, African economies for such a long time. Mm. Uh, you know, like uh, I always give that example of uh, how we worry about putting elevators in a in 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 a story building. You know, that's that that should be the, when you don't have a fence or you don't have an alarm system. So um, that that's something that we need to be uh, looking at, just uh, practicality. Um, mm. Take, for instance, we're now looking at oil prices going back up. Um, and, you know, just uh, less than two years ago, you know, 2020, we we're looking at uh, the pandemic and oil futures were in negative territory. How many African countries can say they, they uh, filled up reserves? Hmm. At a time where all, uh, all features were negatives, so people are actually paying more hmm. to stay with their reserves, like uh, in the ship, you know, in the tankers. But you know, how many of uh, the African states actually went ahead and took advantage of uh, this particular? That's a good um, question. Huh? We yeah. we just and, waiting. And now, mm. <laughs> yeah, and now we're faced with the uh, oil at. Uh, um, I have to actually check and see how much oil is right now. I think it's uh, sitting at around eight eighty, if I'm not mistaken. So, so how many of us actually braced? Mm. So, actually, uh, WTI, as I look right now, is at uh, about one hundred fifteen. So Brent is around one hundred and nineteen. So. It's, it's, it's really about practicality uh, as opposed to uh, building airports yet. We account for less than 3% of global air travel. I'm not saying we don't need airports. What yeah. I'm saying is practicality. Priorities, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm. And uh, that, that should be the order of the day. Less um, colorful conferences, more meaningful stuff, you know, more fully style without mm. jumping on journalists. That's that's uh, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, uh, it makes a lot of sense in terms of uh, you know where we put our priorities as a continent. But Arnold, uh, we just need a, a, a Russia breakdown as often, and I have to say, it's always a pleasure reading your third opinion. For me, as a, a person who enjoys really markets and all of that, it gives me a different perspective, and I hope the the audience out there enjoys it. The third opinion is our weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday morning. You can subscribe on Mansa Media's uh, website www media.africa but I, it's, uh, I think it's different I have to say it's different, it's the first of its kind it, um, Arnold breaks down some of these economics in a very uh, simplified way, I am telling you it's very hard to make sense of some of these big stories or even something like a recession starting from where and as a business person, as an investor you know, in Africa, how do you even navigate all of this, but these are some of the things you find in the, 
uh, stories whether you find in the third opinion and that brings us to the end of today's uh, episode of the weekly beat Arnold it's so good to have you back I'm so smiling behind my microphone I wish I could see you <laughs> always a pleasure man. Uh, I know always and always uh, great to learn from you and it's really great to have you back and uh, to our loyal listeners thanks for keeping with us today uh, we wish you a very wonderful week ahead and here's to peace and profits have a lovely week the weekly beat by mansa with your hosts arnold segawa maggie mutesi giving you all the info on africa's big finance and economic stories the weekly beat by mansa